This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I wish everyone understood that breaking up with a narcissist isn't just a normal breakup. You don't go through the normal breakup routine. You don't just get over it in, you know, a couple weeks or you move on to someone else and it's finally all over and your feelings out of your mind disappear. With a narcissist, you have trauma that you have to get over. You have pieces of that relationship that sit with you potentially for life because they affected you so much, because they broke you down so much that you're reactive to everything. They groomed you into the person that you are now. And you learned all these things subconsciously because they programmed you to be a certain way so they could control you. And it's like, how do you actually move on from that? You have to unlearn everything that they taught you or trained you to do or believe or whatever it is. And it doesn't just happen like that. However long you were with them, however long you were like that, it takes time to get over that. Discovery Houston, class to ATO. Welcome to another episode of the On Call Empath. And that clip that you just heard was very special and it uh, spoke out to me personally, especially after a uh, pretty bad breakup um, that I've experienced, but also a lot of you guys also that have been writing in have experienced the same type of, you know breakups that goes in a similar manner, similar patterns from people that are narcissists or that have uh, BPD, bipolar, uh, borderline, um, where they flip back and forth, hot and cold, black and white. Um, And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about not only just my own experience with dating uh, a narcissist recently, but also I've talked to a lot of you guys, and I had a specialist in my last episode who's a doctor um, that had confirmed that everything that I said was I was dealing with a narcissist. Now, again, this is not medical advice whatsoever. Take it as you will, but this is an episode that needs to get out, that needs to get to the masses of all the empaths that are givers, that are people pleasers, that are prime targets for these sick people that will never get help, that they're born this way. Even if they go through therapy, I mean, it takes decades for someone to to really accept and heal um, from what I understand. Now, can people heal? Possibly. Um, from all the doctors and therapists that I've had on this uh, podcast, very few have, um, unless they are not consistent with their, you know, treatment. Um, and it's, 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 it destroys lives. And that's why I feel like it's so important that I do this episode because a lot of you guys are still hurting decades later. This is not something that just goes away in a couple of weeks, just like that clip said. This could be a lifelong thing that um, 
that could scar you for life and possibly never have you uh, trust anyone again or, you know, give you hope. But hopefully this episode is going to shed some light and give you some hope that you can attract the right healthy relationships. You can go for people that you can trust, but there are certain things you have to look for because the whole thing about this episode is hurt people hurt people. I'm going to say that one more time. Hurt people hurt people. So um, I've talked to people that have gone through hell and they've been like, let's say, raped, molested, um, you know, the worst things that could happen to one person. However, that person chose to get treatment and not to take it out on other people and hurt other people. I can respect that. But then you have other people who have been through a lot of trauma and decide not to do anything. They go ahead and they continue the trauma through their generational trauma with their kids and their kids and and so on and so forth. So there is no intervention and it just continues to get worse on every generation. And in my case, in my personal case, I've seen that firsthand how, um, you know, I got to see the whole thing unfold and make sense of it after I spoke to, you know, a couple specialists, doctors, uh, people on this podcast that the, the, the way that they prepare their victims and discard them is similar in fashion. And when, without further ado, I'm going to jump right in to show you like exactly what I went through and what I can confirm, um, which is true for a lot of narcissists. So what they'll do is they will first uh, look for a victim that is possibly an empath or a giving person, someone with lower self-esteem, someone has poor boundaries, someone that's going to let them walk over, all over them. Um, usually those are the best pickings for their supply. Um, they could have other supply like around them that they abused, or maybe it's a person that's already married living with somebody that they abuse, but you can never have enough supply. So what I noticed with my situation was this person groomed me, watched me. And then once we were, we got to meet, and this is how it usually works, is they do something called love bombing. And this is where they tell you everything you want to hear. They're interested in all the things that you are interested in. They like all your social media posts. They tell you like this fantasy, this illusion about the future. And then they start mirroring. The word mirroring is something like when I say, oh, I I like to play guitar. Oh, yeah, I like to play guitar, too. I'm a big fan. Yet, they've never picked up a guitar. Or, I'm into metal. They've never listened to any heavy metal. And they're saying that they're like a heavy metal fan. So, you see what they're doing is they're they're mimicking everything to reel you in to make you feel like you're like this amazing person. And guess what? As an empath... That's music to our ears. We we put our guard da- guards down and we put our hearts out there and we want to do everything to keep this person in our lives and we give them our energy, our heart, our soul, right? But all along, they're stringing us along and they don't even have an identity, guys. These narcissists and these BPDs, borderlines, don't have identities. They don't know who they are. They're only in it for the sick game of playing in their head to win just to do it 
I mean, think about how sick you have to be. I mean, granted, they've probably been through a lot of trauma and they're just doing it to supply themselves um, in a sick way. But if you look at the imaging on, on the brains on a lot of narcissists and people that have been through trauma, the amygdala is actually a different size. Um, so this is their coping mechanism. They like to hook people in. Now, I haven't even got to like the sick part is once they get their victims right where they want to, and it might be through intimacy, kissing, loving, sex, you know, once they got them right where they want to, then you see the mask kind of slowly come off. And that's when they kind of de- go into the devalue it they devalue you and in that stage is then they start nitpicking on just certain things that may have bothered them before but now they're bringing it up so they can kind of slither out of the relationship so they do this to make you feel guilty to make you the victim of course they will never ever be the person to blame they'll always be pointing at you that you messed up that you are the problem that you're evil and once you get in that devalue stage and you get this guilt trip the gaslighting you start to believe it like maybe i am maybe i am this way maybe i i am a bad person and it just gets worse and worse and and you're like figuring out what is going on this person just told me two days ago they loved me this morning they were planning on going on a trip with me by the end of the day, they want to never see me again because I'm the devil. And um, I apparently did this, you know, something very small, like forget to, you know, lock a door, you know, or, you know, leave the car in the in the garage uh, when I want it, you know, I should have left it out in the parking lot. Like so they'll blow up the smallest things so they can play this game. And so this is where the final stage comes as a discard where. They actually get off on getting rid of you like garbage. And I want you to think about that. Imagine the psychological mindfuck on this where here you are telling somebody every day that you love them. Every day you're doing great things for them. You're meeting their family. You're talking about future. You met their kids. You met their family. But yet they have amnesia. They don't remember any of it. It was all a lie. It was an illusion. They had a mask on. How how messed up is that? Like you've been with somebody and you thought you knew them, but the whole time they were telling you all these wonderful things, it was all an act just so they can dump you. And the worst part is it's rinse and repeat. So what that means is right when they dump you, they go right in back into getting new supply so they can restart the process again. So if you ever fell in love with a narcissist or someone with bipolar who has bipolar BPD, borderline, um, they don't really remember you. They might see, like, recognize your face, but they don't remember the good times. They don't remember when you gave them a certain gift. They don't remember when you said you love them. They don't even remember what was said during your intimate moments. And I want you to think about that for a second. How can somebody just wipe somebody? slate clean where they don't have any memory of all the good things and all of a sudden you become a bad person you're like the worst person on the planet and all they want to do is get away from you and never see you again just so they can start that process over again how sick do you have to be i mean obviously these are people that have been you know in my situation have been in a mental institution but even then you would think that 
you would get treatment. You would go to a qualified physician, a doctor to get help. So you don't keep doing these same things and ruining lives because an average breakup of a narcissist is so much worse than if it was just a regular breakup because when you get discarded by a narcissist or um, a borderline person, this is something that psychologically messes with you for the rest of your life. You can get treatment. You can you know do the work and, and go into a healthy relationship and get your life back eventually because a lot of people have. But then you're not fully, like, you can never fully trust somebody after um, you've been discarded because you got your guard up all the time. It's like, what if it happens again? And it, it not only just messes up the person that got dumped, but the person that did the dumping, the narcissist, actually seems to enjoy it in some sick way. But then sometimes they get sick themselves afterwards. They, they get depressed or they get anxious. Some people get suicidal um, after the discard. I mean, it really depends on the person. I mean, again, this is not medical advice. I'm just giving my two cents of my personal experience. That's all this is. But also, a lot of you guys have been writing in, and a lot of these doctors I've had on my podcast have all confirmed that there is a love bombing stage. There's a mirroring, there's devaluing, there's disregard, and then there's rinse and repeat. So they do this all over again just to get satisfaction. Imagine you living your life, and you're not able to continue to ever have a stable boyfriend or girlfriend ever. All you have is body count, body count after body count. You have two failed marriages, bunch of boyfriends in between, and you wonder why things are not working, why you can never be with anyone, because you're too lazy to do the work, or you like hurting people. Maybe you're just sick in the head and you need help. I don't know, but the narcissist, the borderlines, they're out there, and we are prime targets, prime targets, Empaths, I'm doing this episode for you guys. I got hit right in the face. And I can tell you, this has been the most devastating feelings I've ever had in my life. It took me months to figure out what was going on. And when when I came to, I'm like, holy crap, I just, it's like a black spell. Like, you know, how do you make sense of somebody not being able to remember you? Because I actually reached out to this person just to tell them, you know, hey, no, no hard feelings. And they didn't even have the common decency to respond. That's how much shame and, you know, guilt and hatred that they have in their heart that they wouldn't, they wouldn't even face the fact that I uncovered them. But... Uh, Rest assured, karma's a bitch, and you'll hear this with a lot of people. Eventually, one day, you're going to do this to the wrong person, and it's going to come and bite you in the ass. And um, luckily, um, you do this enough. I mean, you can just tell, you know, you don't have many friends in your life. You, you, you only have, like, maybe one or two family members that you're, you know, talking with that are toxic. And this cycle continues onto your kids and their kids and their kids. And it's just, it doesn't stop. So this is a warning more than anything that 
you know, empaths, look out for these types of broken people. There are plenty of them out there. Um, as you know, hurt people hurt people. And I just felt that it was appropriate to do this episode after not only what I went through personally with a uh, female who's very sick, who's, you know, I should have looked at the red flag, should have looked at the history, should have seen that there was several divorces. There was a mental institution where they were in. There were um, kids that were uh, mentally not stable. Like there was all these things, yet I still disregarded all the red flags and the love bombing and stuff. And that was that's on me. That is on me because I did not have boundaries. I did not say no. I just kept going with the flow and it, it, you know, it blew up in my face. And this has happened to a lot of people. It's not just me. I've, I've, I'm going to actually have a few people on this podcast who's going to share their story. But I feel like this is life altering. Like this is something that I'll remember until like I'm not here on this planet anymore. This is something that I'll be able to tell, you know, people. I'll be advocating for it. You know, this is what this podcast is about, is to have a platform to protect all the empaths and, and the people that do want a healthy relationship, that do want somebody um, in their life that is going to take them in for who they are, not play games with their emotions, not use and abuse them, and then throw them away and go hide, because that's cowardly, and that means you need help. And I'm sure there's a lot of narcissists that do tune in. Believe it or not, I, I do. I know that much. I know that this person was listening to my podcast before they sought me out. And um, and it's really sad that, you know, before they go get their new supply, that they scout and make sure that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to be that, that person that they're going to be able to mess with. And, um, yeah. I should have known better, especially having after all these narcissists, specialists, and doctors. I just, you don't know, guys, until it happens to you. And when it does, man, the mindfuck on it. <laughs> There's not enough medication therapy on the planet that's going to, you know, fix it. It's just something that you got to accept. And time will heal, but you got to do the work. You got to have boundaries. You got to say no. You got to feel uncomfortable. You got to walk away. Don't fall for looks. Don't fall for love, the love bombing. Don't do it. Especially if when it's so early, it's not worth it. I should have just said no and walked away and I would have saved so much trouble. So I wanted to do this personal episode. Um, I don't normally do personal episodes like this, but given the last episode with the doctor with the narcissist and what has happened to me recently and all you guys have been reaching in that's been consoling me i totally appreciate you i took one for the team <laughs> uh i'm doing good though i mean believe it or not i mean granted it was very hard it was probably one of the hardest breakups i've ever had in my life but i'm also glad and i want to thank this person for doing what they did to me because if they're listening I want to say, I want to thank you, and I hope you get the help that you need. And I'm thanking you because it's giving me a chance to reevaluate and, and make sure that this never happens again and to push myself to be a better human being and only seek out healthy relationships. And if it wasn't for you, I'd probably be chasing people 
that were unhealthy that are mentally unstable and narcissists and borderlines and stuff like that because that's what empaths do attract typically people that are empathetic compassionate loving they don't really want that they just want somebody for their sick game so they can discard so they can repeat the pattern it's really sad guys in the world we live in but as long as you know that you are prepared and what to look for always trust your gut don't ever get pressured to do something you don't want to and um i wish i knew that before i got into this this uh relationship with this sick person so with that said, I hope this helps at least one person. I know a lot of you guys are listening out there. Feel free to reach out. But with that said, always protect yourself and keep moving forward. And we are out. You're listening to the On Call Empath.